Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I am joining you from the Las Vegas area. It's definitely a weird thing to explore Las Vegas. I could go on and on. You got Chris Angel floating all over the damn place, and uh, you have these buffets that go on and on forever. As a matter of fact, Lauren and I went to a big buffet a couple days ago, and at the end of the buffet, you have this gigantic circle of the most delicious, delectable desserts you can ever imagine. And I looked at that circle of desserts, and to me, it reminded me of those ant traps that you put out there in a little packet that will just give a little bit of poison to the ant to take back to the queen. This has got to be the equivalent of a human ant trap. But when you go into that thing, well, you're probably going to have a heart attack or some other terrible thing after you eat these desserts. But you're going to have fun. You're going to enjoy it in the meantime. Uh, as we were driving around, at one point, we were by the uh, T-Mobile Arena. And uh, I don't know if you're into boxing, but surely you remember earlier this year when Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather were having their gigantic fight there at the T-Mobile mobile center and you know the wild thing about these fights we all know this is if there's enough hype it doesn't matter whether you win or lose you still make millions of dollars so i said you know what i will fight conor mcgregor i will beat his ass i've never been in a boxing ring in my entire life and I will not even train. I will strip down. I won't even wear boxing trunks. I have a little pair of red underwear, like the kind that in, back in the good old days Superman would wear on top of his pants. And I will go into the T-Mobile arena wearing my little red Superman underwear. I won't even get a suntan. And I will go in and I will show... Connor McGregor, what it's like to face a good old boy from the countryside of Western North Carolina. I'd rather start, I'll warm up a little bit with you and McGregor, and then I'll move on to Connor McGregor. If Mayweather wants to get involved, fine. I'll beat his ass too. If you know either one of those guys, you just tell them that Joshua P. Warren wants to meet them in the T-Mobile Center and have a showdown. And I, I have a feeling that all these boxing skills that they have and all the jump roping they do and all that stuff is just for show. I think I can get in there and knock the crap out of either one of those guys in, like, the first round. I'm not going to be all strategic about it and try to do rope-a-dope and jump around and skip around. No, no. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to take them out. So get the message 
that Joshua P. Warren wants to go to the T-Mobile Center and beat the shit out of Conor McGregor or Ewan McGregor or any other McGregor you know. And Mayweather, look, i got to be honest with you. He's a little bit more of a challenge, but I will still beat the shit out of him as well. So let's just see how that turns out. How much would you pay to see me get in the ring at the T-Mobile Arena in my red Superman underwear and just give those guys what for? That's like the real Rocky. (sighs) All right. Now let's move on to more significant, interesting things. Now that I've thrown my challenge out there, the gauntlet is down. You know, I have, um, I've been doing paranormal research for a long time, paranormal investigation for a long time. Tonight I went to uh, Zach Bagan's museum, the Haunted Museum, as a guest. Last time I was there, I was there because we were filming. It was amazing. I can't even imagine the time, the effort, the money that it took to assemble the collection at the Haunted Museum. As a matter of fact, very soon, I'm thinking about producing some kind of an event other than my ass-beating event here, some kind of an event where I can bring people to Las Vegas and we have a great time. And part of that will be going to the Haunted Museum. And you just have to see what's assembled there to believe it. But that said, as a guy who also has a museum, the Asheville Mystery Museum, and, and of course, I operate ghost tours like the Haunted Asheville Ghost Tours, I'm always very particular about the kinds of things that we talk about, the subjects that we discuss. And that's because there's a big difference between talking about a ghost story related to something that happened 50 years ago, 75 years ago, 100 years ago, versus something that happened months ago. And of course, as we all know, last, basically October, you know, moving into the 1st of October, this horrible mass murder occurred at, uh, well, around the Mandalay Bay. And it's a very sensitive subject because you don't want to talk about ghosts and paranormal activity related to things that are still recent and sore. It's a, you know, it's different when it's things that happened in the past. But that said, there was no way that I could be here in Vegas at this time and not go to the Mandalay Bay. Now, I'm very particular about discussing this. As a matter of fact, in my last podcast, I hinted that I wanted to talk about it some, and I felt like it was inappropriate because I was in a position where I could be overheard, and that is certainly not what I want to do. 
is to give the impression that I'm insensitive and coming in to try to exploit all of this fresh pain. But I still wanted to go there and just see what the place felt like. Now, the funny thing is I was at the Mandalay Bay um, last August. So I have a comparison that's fairly recent as well. And just in case you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, the shooter was on one of the upper floors of the Mandalay Bay, and he was shooting all of these uh, attendees of this country concert that was more or less just right outside and below his window. So we decided to go to the Mandalay Bay just to see what it felt like, what it seemed like after such a horrible incident had stemmed from there. And it was actually a little bit unusual because I have been to Las Vegas many times, and usually what happens is you pull up in front of the hotel to the valet stand, and then uh, valet comes right out, happy to see you, knows that you're going to go right into the casino and spend money, and plus he's going to get paid, and everybody's going to get tipped, and, and, and they just can't wait to usher you right inside. It was a little different, however, for the first time ever when we pulled up to the Mandalay Bay valet. The guy, the valet, didn't want us to go into the hotel, and uh, which was a little confusing. Like, and then he said, "Well, we, you know, we have an event going on tonight, so it's only for hotel guests, and we were not staying there." which I might end up staying there. Who knows? Um, but Lauren was driving and she was talking to the valet and she said to him, well, you know, we just would like to go into the casino and, but you know, it's no big deal. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what, he goes, I'm going to do you a favor and go ahead and let you go inside. But when you pick up your car, you have to go to this, different area to get your car. Now, that's never, ever happened to me before. So that was a little odd. Now, maybe I'm just so green around here that, you know, I haven't uh, seen that that happens on a more regular basis. But nonetheless, the guy said he was doing us a favor. That was what he said. And so, all right, um, we made arrangements with him, and then we went into the Mandalay Bay. Now, of course, at that point, I was thinking, what in the world is this going to look like in here? Is this place going to be like crickets? You know, turns out we walked in, it's booming. I mean, everybody's having a great time. Uh, the bar is packed out. There are people all over the place playing machines. Honestly, it did not feel to me, different at all than it did in August. Uh, now, granted, I did not have the ability to go up into the tower where the guest rooms are and all that. Uh, you know, there's a stringent procedure for getting access to the guest room area. But I must tell you that I did not feel any kind of, like, eerie or dark sensation while I was there. Uh, 
And so I don't, I really don't think that uh, the, the property itself has, you know, anything at all that um, is harboring something negative. I, I think it was just such a bizarre, isolated thing that if there was just one sick, twisted guy who went and planned and did all that stuff and then now it's gone now it's over with and i really didn't feel anything that would be noteworthy in any way and you know me uh, the reason i do these podcasts is to be able to tell you directly in an unedited natural way what i experience when i happen to be in these places at these times so for now that's my report to you on the mandalay bay um now again i'm going to be in, in vegas here for a while so i might go back there and i might stay there and maybe i'll have a different report for you at some point but from a paranormal point of view that's just the way it is um also speaking of paranormal stuff you know, I'm going to continue this process that I talked about in one of my earlier podcasts of talking about um, various paranormal phenomena associated with Christmas time, with the holiday season, because there is a, a, a very unique type of activity that's associated, whether we're talking about, you know, the Krampus or elves or trolls or tulpas or whatever. And so little by little, I'll get more and more into that as time goes by. But I do want to let you know about this one little thing. You know, I have on my website, joshuapwarren.com, I have this curiosity shop where I sell all kinds of products that will help you possibly experience the paranormal or to strengthen your ability or en enlighten your ability to become more and more open and sensitive and sort of take advantage, if you will, uh, of these energies that we can't quite explain. And one of the things that I created... Uh, I think it was earlier this year, my gosh, it's been such a crazy year, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes, was, was uh, aura glasses. And these aura glasses, they are glasses that I invented that will train your eyes to see the aura of humans, animals, plants, and they come with these little pendants that have living moss in them. They're called terrarium pendants. And they're amazingly cool little things. The moss comes from Asheville, North Carolina. And they're easy to take care of. You just put a drop or two of water in there. Well, I think I only have about maybe at this point, I'm not sure if I have any, to be honest with you. But we have less than 10 of these things. And we really would just like to make sure the last handful of these things are out there among people who can take care of them because there's living moss inside. So if you go to my curiosity shop at joshuapwarren.com and you want to get one of these here's a discount code for you. This is all one 
word, so to speak. Just type in Aura 50. That's A-U-R-A, and then the numbers 50, A-U-R-A 50 as your discount code, and you'll get a 50% discount. And I never give a 50% discount, but that's just for those of you who think that would make a really cool gift, something super unique that's never going to be created again, that uh, has a, a living little bit of moss in it from the Mystic Mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. So please go check that out, joshuapwarren.com, Curiosity Shop. Um, I apologize if they're already gone because I'm not kidding around here. I only have a few left, but I wanted to let you know about that. Um, My uh, weird adventures here uh, in the area are going to continue. Um, Again, my schedule's a little wacky because... I'm mainly an East Coast space guy. Sometimes I have to remind myself that I am uh, now three hours behind the East Coast. Um, So a lot of times I'll record one of these podcasts and I think, oh, well, this is a good time to record a podcast. A lot of people are up and will hear it. And then I realize, oh, man, it's like one or two o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. So it's kind of the next day. But either way. Um, I'm out here doing my best to explore UFOs, spooky sites, just weird things, and I hope that you'll um, you'll continue not only listening but giving me feedback. If maybe there's something I don't know about out here that you think I should explore, this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. You go to joshuapwarren.com. After you check out the old curiosity shop, please be sure to click the link there to the uh, Joshua P. Warren Daily um, banner, if you want to call it that, icon. And then you can subscribe in various ways or follow me on Twitter, and you'll know when new ones, new updates are posted. And I have a feeling there are going to come times uh, there will be times when I will just slip off into a corner and I'll have a little message just for you. It might not be very long. It might just be two or three or four minutes. Might be in a bathroom. It's, you know, wherever I can find a place. You know, these days there's there are cameras everywhere and you have to be careful sometimes about the things that you say in certain places so that you don't get kicked out or sound insensitive or whatever. But that said, thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for staying curious, and I will talk to you again soon. Oh, and by the way, I will beat the shit out of Conor McGregor.